We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day podcast. What's going on, everybody? Happy Friday! Welcome into this all-new episode of the Pack a Day podcast. I'm your host Andy Herman. You can follow me on Twitter at Andy Herman NFL. Quick episode for you today, just a little short add-on. I had a topic in mind and I wanted to go over it, so let's go over it. Before we get there, shout out to our new Pack a Day podcast YouTube members: Lucas Stahl, Mitch Wolt, Kevin Krejci, Gavin, Tequin Williams, Gabriel Gira, and Killer Kenny. Really appreciate you guys. Hope you're enjoying all the Pack a Day podcast membership content, and thank you so much for signing up. If you have not yet checked out Packaday Podcast Memberships, that would be an awesome time to do so. But if not, subscribe, like, comment, do all of those great things. And either way, I appreciate you being here and appreciate all of you a ton. So let's get into that quick main topic for today. And that is the five players that I really feel need to step up for the Packers if they want to get this win against San Francisco. Number one on my list, I've been talking about it all week, so I'm not going to go into great depth about it, but it's Rashawn Gary. The opportunity for this Packers defense to beat this 49ers offense lies on the ability for their pressure players up front to get home and really win at the point of attack against the 49ers offensive linemen, specifically not named Trent Williams. Trent Williams, who's ever going against him, is going to be a little bit of a sacrificial lamb. I think that's going to be a lot of Preston Smith, in large part due to the fact that who's ever lined up against Trent has to hold up at the point of attack in the run game because otherwise he will maul you. If you put a Brenton Cox in that situation as a rookie, that's probably not going to go great. I think Rashawn's probably going to stay over McKivitz. You know, LVN is probably going to have to play a little bit over Trent, but you probably want to do it more on pass rushdowns and not maybe as much on rundowns. They're just going to have to be super creative with how they sort of manage that matchup. But I have a feeling it's going to be a lot of Preston Smith. Colton McKivitz, 
very arguably the weakest link on that 49ers offensive line. And while Terrence Steele was also the weakest link for the Cowboys, I would put Steele, well, maybe not well ahead, but definitely ahead of McKivitz in pass block ability. And this is a game where, unlike last week, when Rashawn did not make that impact, only played 39 snaps in a 90-snap game defensively. I'm sure in large part due to having a huge lead in the second half. Even when the game was in the balance, though, and even when he did have the opportunity to rush the passer, Rashawn did not make much of an impact. And I've been talking about it this week ever since his three-sack performance. He's had only one sack. His pressure rate in the past two games, he's only had three pressures in this past two weeks. This is a game where he has to step up and he has to play huge. This is not only like a good defensive player. You need Rashawn Gary to be a great defensive player, a game wrecker, a game changer, a guy that can put Brock Purdy on notice early and say, hey, I'm getting after you all day long. He needs to convert speed to power. He needs to collapse the pocket. He needs to be a bully. He needs to be a power rusher. All of this stuff where he is speed rushing around the end, it's causing issues in multiple ways. One, he's leaving himself susceptible to draws and counters and things where they're going to do little quick plays to sort of let him up the field. And then they can just quickly, you know, whether it's a, a trap or whatever it might be, just those really quick run plays uh, that take advantage of the gap that he just vacated. And number two, so many times the offensive tackle is just pushing him around the bend and making it so that the quarterback can step up easily in the pocket. And too many times he's lost contain on that side and the quarterback, especially because he's a left edge defender, left outside linebacker, they're just picking up, rolling to their right, buying time. And if you give Brock Purdy time, he's this is not just your pocket passing Jimmy Garoppolo. He will roll out and he will buy time and he will find guys like Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle and all of their playmakers open down the field. So it's it has to be an assignment sound game for Rashawn Gary. It needs to be a pocket collapsing game. And it also has to be a game where he just makes his presence known. We haven't seen that in a little bit from Rashawn. And this would be the perfect time to get that type of performance. I'm not trying to be hard on Rashawn here because a couple things. One, and I've said it all week, he's not been bad. To to go out of your way and to try to say like, oh, he's just playing terrible or anything. It's just not true. He's been fine. He's been fine. But he's paid and expected to be really good to great, not fine. Uh, but I do want to very much emphasize that he's not playing poorly. The second thing is that I do think him coming back from the ACL week one, playing this entire season, it does feel like he's hit a little bit of a wall. Didn't play, obviously, all of last year. He got you know the injury midway through the season. And so I think his body's just getting readjusted. And that's probably a big reason why he only played 39 snaps this past week. But for a defense that played 90 snaps, he is not a guy that played and has a ton of wear and tear from that Cowboys game. He didn't play the 90 snaps. He played 39. So he's going to need to be the guy that has the fresher legs of all those guys up front, along with Brenton Cox. That's getting those pressures and is that is making an impact early and often on this game, not only just as a pass rusher, but as a run defender as well. Green Bay needs big time Rashawn Gary in this game. First round pick, draft and develop, huge new contract, fought through ACL. This has been a win of a season for Rashawn, no matter which way you cut it coming off the torn ACL. I expect him to have a much, even a much better, you know, 2024 season, but this is a great opportunity for him to, again, continue to cement his legacy and become a big-time playmaker when Green Bay needs it most. This is the perfect time for that. 
Number two is LVN, same position, edge rusher. I mentioned he's probably going to go some against Trent Williams, which is not going to be an easy task for him. But more just general in this situation where uh, Enigbari is out and you probably don't want to play Brenton Cox a ton in this game. Preston Smith is still dealing with an ankle injury. Rashawn Gary is fighting probably to play as many snaps as he can and might not get over like 45 snaps in this game. You know, that's going to leave probably a lot of snaps for LVN. And as, what was it, Joe Barry, I think mentioned this week where he's, I think he said he's still like a puppy. He is. He just turned 21 this year. LVN is going to continue to get better. He's gotten better through the course of this season. But now is an opportunity to try to put together all of the things that your coaching staff has taught you all season long and put together your best performance and find a way to make an impact. And to LVN's credit, he's found little ways to do that. Through the course of a game, there's a lot of inconsistent and sometimes not pretty play. But even within that, he's giving it his all, his motor runs hot, and he's finding ways to make impact plays, even if it's just through pure athleticism and raw talent. That's fine. If him, you know, running through the play and, you know, running like a madman and and just using his raw natural tools is what he has at his disposal, there's still plenty to get out of that at this point for LVN. But he is going to be a very good player in this league. I still wholeheartedly believe that. But the sooner he can get there, the better. And this would be a great game for LVN to make a huge impact. But with Enigbari being out, it's going to be paramount that all of these edge rushers step up. But definitely Rashawn from what we've seen as of late and just being that impact guy. And then LVN just taking a little step in elevating his game even more because he's going to have to play more with Enigbari being out. Number three is Josh Myers. And what I will say about Josh, Josh had a neutral game this week. He's had more positive games as of late. There's still some hiccups here and there. He's still, in my opinion, the weak link of this offensive line. But the reason it's imperative and important for Josh Myers to step up is twofold. Number one, San Francisco's interior is really freaking good. Uh, Specifically, Javon Hargrave. You've got Eric Armstead that's going to kick inside. They're going to rotate a ton of guys in and out. Javon Kinlaw is going to play. And when I talked earlier this week uh, with the San Francisco 49ers podcast that I hopped on, they asked me what's the number one worry, you know, from a matchup standpoint, Hargrave versus Josh Myers gives me worries. And again, San Francisco has a lot of players that they can rotate in. All of them have the ability to give Green Bay trouble and specifically Josh Myers. So this is going to be a big game for him for that reason. But maybe equally as important is the fact that almost everyone else on this offense is playing awesome right now. Even John Runyon Jr. is playing his best that he's played in the past couple of years over this past month. Jenkins is playing great. Rasheed Walker's played so much better over the second half of the season. Zach Tom's playing great. Aaron Jones is back. These tight ends are producing at a high level. The wide receivers are out of their minds. Jordan Love is playing phenomenal. It's just kind of like Josh Myers. And if Josh Myers, I'm, I'm not even saying that he needs to play better than what he did against Dallas where he had a neutral grade. If he can just do that, you will take that every single time. If he can just play neutral and not be a negative, everyone else is playing phenomenal. So if he just isn't the weak link, 
and going, especially going against guys like Armstead and Hargrave, then that is a huge win for the Packers. But the reason it's important he steps up is A, the matchups this week, and B, because like everyone else around him is playing unreal. And sometimes you're only as strong as your weakest link. And I do want to give Myers credit for, I think, playing better over the second half of the season. It's still, like I said, not great, uh, but it's definitely better. And this past week, he was good. Just be good again. If you can be average to good, you will take it. And everyone else is probably going to make up for it with the way that they have been playing as of late. Number four, Devondre Campbell. A couple things here. Isaiah McDuffie has the injury. We're not sure if he's going to be able to play or not. Last week, they sort of platooned McDuffie and Campbell. Uh, They played McDuffie on early downs and Campbell on more passing downs. And then once McDuffie went out, it was just Campbell playing the rest of the game pretty much from there on out. So that's important. Number two is this is a Christian McCaffrey-led 49ers team. They want to run the football. They want to get those explosive running plays. And his ability to stop the run in the middle of the field needs to be better. He needs to be an impact player in the middle of that defense. And number three, and maybe most importantly, is we are not that far removed from Devondre Campbell playing all pro caliber football. Not just all, like first team, all pro linebacker two years ago. I'm not saying that Devondre needs to play like a first team all pro in this game, but he needs to have one of those vintage Devondre Campbell 2021 performances. And if he can, that's going to go a long way in helping Green Bay stop Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and all those guys. This is a must tackle performance for this defense. They cannot miss tackles. If you miss on McCaffrey or Debo or Ayuk or Kittle, they will make you pay. They will turn four or five yard gains into 40 or 50 yard gains. That's the type of playmaking ability that they have, especially McCaffrey. It is paramount that those guys are rallying to the football, tackling, communicating. They're in the right gaps. They're in the right spots. And Campbell in 2021 was like a vacuum. Anything that got near him, he was bringing to the ground. They need that type of performance from Campbell again this week. It's huge if he could do it. I know he's been banged up. I know, uh, his, you know I think his, his legs have kind of gone on him a little bit. I don't know this might if they, if they lose this game, this might be Devondre's last game in Green Bay. Uh, but you know what? If he plays really, really well, it probably won't be because it's going to give them a chance to win this game and go on and play another week. But this is a big Devondre Campbell game. Number five, last but not least, is Carrington Valentine. And with Carrington... It's not that he's playing poorly. I think he's done a really nice job this season based on being a seventh round rookie and expected to step into the lineup and just play huge minutes and huge snaps this season. But more so the fact that Carrington, I think, is going to be a legit starting corner in this league. He has tremendous confidence. He's got good coverability. He can jam you at the line of scrimmage. He's got good speed. He has all the tools that he needs. It's just technique. And I think if there is a week that, again, sort of similar to LVN, that he can just kind of put everything together and have a really good game. If Jair is out, he's going to get a ton of Brandon Ayuk. That is a tough assignment for anyone, much less a rookie seventh round corner. He's got to be up to that challenge. He's got to play with that swagger. I've been trying to speak into existence at Carrington Valentine pick six all season long. You know, we saw it in mini camps and training camps. He has that ability. Now, you can't gamble. You don't want to leave somebody open, but he can be an impact player. And it just feels like a matter of time before he comes up with that big impact play. We saw it from Jair and Savage last week. Either way, I'm not asking for a pick six necessarily in this game. I'm not asking for anything crazy. Just his best performance of the season. He's a starting corner. 
Green Bay needs him. The San Francisco team is chock full of weapons. He just has to do everything in his power to not give up those big plays, to cover like he's never covered before, and come up and be potentially, depending on where Jair is in this game and how much he can play, he might have to be the number one corner in this game. It's a huge assignment. I think he's much in a much better position than when Green Bay had to go with like a Ladarius Gunter as your number one and things like that. But this is a big time Carrington Valentine game and they need him to step up and have his best performance of the season. So the five guys, Green Bay needs to step up. Note, four of them are on defense. Rashawn Gary, LVN, Josh Myers, Devondre Campbell, and Carrington Valentine. That is going to do it for me today. Shout out to our Hall of Fame and All-Pro members, Most Hated Minnesotan, PJ Wayne, John Wild, Che Bradad, Arnaldo Espinosa, Jennifer Wright, Boom Handle, Donald Lee, Lori Lord, Baby QB, MB1023, and David McCluskey. I will see you guys tomorrow. It will be game day. We've got an epic pregame show planned. I might do a live pregame show if I have some time, so keep an eye out for that. Of course, Friday afternoon is going to be happy hour at 4 p.m. Central Time. Make sure to check that out as well. It is almost game day. We are getting closer and closer. I can't wait. Hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Make sure to like, comment, subscribe, do all those great things. I will see you guys soon, but until next time, and as always, go Paco. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com